Bowie Jane here and Jess Bowen for Babes Behind the Beats. And hello, Jess. It is great to chat with you again. Hello, Bowie. Always a pleasure. I always look forward to these chats and these chinwags, especially. Yeah, now that you know what chinwag means, you're all over chinwag. I'm literally, that's all I say now to people. I'll be like, oh, I'm going to have a chinwag. And I think I'm getting the Australian lingo ingrained in me now because of you. I love it. What I'm so excited by is we've started a Patreon account for those who don't know, and some of you will know, and we've got a few new subscribers, which is awesome. You just go to Patreon dot com forward slash babes behind the beats and we have just different subscriber levels now that gives you early access to the episodes it gives you video content which is really cool and a shout out on air for some of the tiers and also a phone call and there are meet and greets and we neither do them virtually or in studio we've actually got a few that we want to shout out yeah we want to shout them out you go jess shout away i'm going to start with our newest little patron is jenna lay Briola. I'm so bad yeah. with names. I'm so sorry if I said that wrong, but hey, Jenna, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Jenna, for subscribing. We really appreciate it. And Jenna has subscribed to the top tier, so we're going to be meeting her or doing a, a video chat with her or something. Yeah, we'll be doing our virtual hang, unless she lives in LA, which we'll be doing that in person, because if you live in LA, it's an in-person hang with us. You know, Bowie? It's, yeah, it's I know. I can't wait. And we've also got Pal and Pal people. Hello, Ooh. pal. Thank hey, pal. you for subscribing. And also Fiona. Now, when I'm not 100% sure if this is my friend Fiona or if it's another Fiona. So welcome, Fiona. And if you're my friend, that's hilarious. And if you're not, thank you so much for subscribing. <laughs> thank you so much, everyone. And if you want to subscribe or just check us out, again, it's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Babes Behind the Beats. So our next guest is a tour photographer, Catherine Powell, who, you know, I've actually known for many, many years. Um, Man, we'll have to figure out how many years we've known each other. I'll ask her. But yeah, she is incredible. She's very accomplished. I mean, she even had her own magazine, Naked Mag, uh, is a magazine that she co-founded uh, when she was, I think, like 17 or 18 years old. She's incredible. Right now, obviously, times are tough. She, there's no touring happening, but she is the tour photographer for a lot of big acts that people yeah, have Yeah, Casey Musgraves, yes, Dan and Shay. Dan and Shay and Maren Morris. She was going to do some Miranda Lambert stuff, I think, this year. I mean, recently shot Justin Bieber. Yes, yeah. She just did this photo with Dan and Shay and Justin Bieber because they did a, a single together. So she was the photographer for that shoot. She's done a whole bunch of stuff. So cannot wait to talk to her. She's had an amazing career in life already at such a young age. So um, yeah, let's chat with her. All right, today we have tour photographer extraordinaire Catherine Powell. Now, she has photographed so many of your favorite artists, such as Casey Musgraves. Oh, my God, I love Casey Musgraves. Dan and Shay, Justin Bieber, Miranda Lambert, and so many more. Can't wait to chat with her. You'll also recognize her from being the co-founder and editor-in-chief of Naked Magazine, NKD. Welcome, Catherine. Thanks for having me. And I have to say, how old were you? when we met. How old was I when we met? 
Oh my God. We've known each other for 11 years. We met because I went to go see the cab and the Somerset was opening. And I remember you were wearing a tank top because I could see your Jimmy Eat World tattoo. And I was like, fuck, I need to be this girl's friend. And <laughs> yet here we are. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, that was 2009, the cab tour yeah. that we were on. And Our friendship and- had lasted longer than One Direction. Oh my, that is something that we should totally <laughs> talk about. Like we just need to put a little stamp on our friendship that says we've lasted longer than One Direction. Yeah, <laughs> a lot great. longer. Yes. Yeah, so obviously you and I have known each other forever. So we wanted you on the podcast because you are obviously this amazing, successful tour photographer. You have this amazing magazine. When we had met, were you already into photography? Was that something that you had been passionate about that early of an age? I would have been 15 when we met. So I would have been shooting for about a year at that point because I was not good at sports and grew up in a lacrosse town and needed something else to do. <laughs> Um, Which town was that? uh, It's Ridgewood, New Jersey. It's like 20 miles out of Manhattan. But yeah, there was a local venue 15 minutes from my parents' house called School of Rock. They were like an all-ages venue that like taught music lessons during the day and then had big bands come play at night like Cobra Starship and All Time Low and We the Kings and stuff. And I'd been going to shows a little in middle school. And then my first week of high school, I like walked in there and was like, I have a camera and I would like to take photos. And they were like, cool, we'll give you no money, but do whatever you want. We'll put it on our MySpace page. And that was how I got started. That's cool. To even have the initiative to go and do that. That's cool. I don't think anyone has more confidence than a teenage girl who like (laughs) decided what she wanted to do. (laughs) You're so right, actually. You have a confidence when you're a teenager that this is right with the way I'm feeling. Whereas as you get older, older, you start to know more. And then you start to question yourself yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. The older you get, you're like, oh, wait, there's no money in this? Oh, weird. Oh, God. And they're good. Oh, no. Yeah. You know, whereas when you're a kid, you're like, no, I can do it. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I'm just going to exactly. do it. And if you can't, then, you know, I wasted high school and not 10 years into my adulthood. So just for the people who don't know you, is your job, you're hired as a photographer to go on tours or? For the most part. You spend, what, six, eight weeks, three months on the road kind of thing? Uh, it kind of depends. I do a lot of country these days and we work on a, a weird schedule. We like play shows Thursday through Saturday and then we're home during the week because apparently people only want to see country music on the weekends. That's um, an amazing schedule. Oh my God. I heard that about the country music scene that they really have a great touring schedule. Anyone in the country music scene gets to tour, like she said, Thursday till, what is it, Saturday or Sunday most and then you're home again. We literally, we get on the bus Wednesday night or fly out Wednesday evening if it's farther away and then we we're home by like early afternoon on Sunday, the latest. And then I have like a few days to like be a real human, like has friends in real life. Wow, that's a dream job. So they fly you out, I guess, because you're working for some big bands. You've just been on tour with Dan and Shay, is that right? Yeah, I've been with them for about like a year and a half. We got three shows into our giant arena tour before COVID shut us down. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So do they book you for the whole year or how does that work? Do they say, you know, like, how far in advance do you know your schedule? It's fascinating to me, this kind of a job. It kind of depends. Like last year, I was jumping between Casey and Dan and Shay for the most part. And then when I wasn't with either of them, I was either with Maren Morris or Miranda Lambert. And because of the weekend schedule, I can be like, hey, I'm booked this weekend, but I'm not booked this weekend. And they're like, cool, we'll take you the ones you're available. And I feel like I can book more work that way. This year, the plan was I was pretty much on the entire Dan and Shay tour. And I knew that we were going to start in March. And I knew that probably in November that I was on like all of that but was going to be taking like two weeks off in the middle to go to South America with Casey. Oh, that would have been 
awesome. I know. We were supposed to do like South America and Mexico and a bunch of dates in Europe, including Glastonbury. You were doing Glastonbury? I know. I've never done it and still haven't, but... (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, Yeah. Damn COVID. Damn COVID. <laughs> so my question is, and, and again, like I've known you forever, but taking it back then, when did you know that you were into photography? When did you figure that out? When were you just like, this is what I want to do? I was always like an art kid in some capacity growing up. And then my dad collected cameras my entire childhood. So I was sort of always around the idea of photography. And then I think it was fifth grade, maybe I took my first little photography elective that was like in the winter in New Jersey, they like camp send you outside for lunch and recess. So like you could sign up for little classes. And that was the first time I remember like actually learning how to use a camera. And then I started going to concerts like I want to say seventh grade and like had a little point and shoot camera that I would bring. And my friends and I would always try and get to the front row and wait outside for hours. So I was getting fairly decent photos just from leaning against the barricade and not having anyone blocking me. The bigger shows that I started going to, I was like, oh, there's people in front of the barricade. I want to do that because then I can see everyone up close and not be sweaty. So yeah, beginning of freshman year was when my dad bought me my first like real professional camera because he saw that I was sort of taking a liking to the idea and was like, you need something to do. Like you're not trying out for any of the sports teams. You're just not really doing anything. So here, do a thing. For our non-Americans, how old is freshman? Because we don't do uh, freshman. I, don't un- I still don't understand it. I turned 15 halfway through my freshman year. For us, that's our last few years of high school. Oh, wow. yeah, okay. We have seven years of high school. Oh, okay. We have four. So you already worked out your passion then, and then you're like, oh God, I want the next step up. I want to be in front of the barricade. How did you get in front of the barricade? Well, once I started doing some stuff for that local venue, I started building a bit of a portfolio. And like, yeah, they were having like pretty decent band come into that space. It was like a 400 cap room and they didn't serve alcohol. My parents were always super chill about just dropping me off there on a Friday night. I don't remember the exact timeline, but at some point freshman year, I started shooting for some local blogs, stuff like that, like very warped tour scene world. And then I guess it probably would have been the end of freshman year. A few friends and I started our own shitty little music blog. Two years or so after that, started the magazine. And that's when things really took off. Tell us the audience about that magazine. Um, So it was called Naked Mag. It started when I was 17 and my co-founder Ariella was 19. And basically, she wanted to be a music writer. No one would hire us because we were teenagers, or so that's what we thought. But looking back, it's because we were doing bad work. Uh, (laughs) But we were like, oh, well, if we just had our own magazine, then we could do whatever we wanted. So we very ambitiously just did that. And spent like a couple months putting together the first issue, which was like mostly our friends. And then eight and a half years later and a hundred issues later, I was like, okay, cool. This feels like the right place to stop doing this. This was not supposed to last this long. Oh, wow. Yes, that really took off. Yeah, it was always kind of supposed to be the stepping stone thing that sort of opened the door to bigger opportunities, which I guess technically it was. It just was a very large stepping stone that took up a third of my life. <laughs> but Yeah, you started at a young age. You didn't expect expect it to last as long as it did. But like you guys had the biggest names 
in your magazine. I was so proud of you because I would see just how much bigger the magazine was growing and how many different guests you'd be getting. If you could name one or two that you were so proud of that you got for your magazine, who were those two people? I think personally, the biggest kind of moment for me was when we got to have Jimmy Eat World on the cover because that's a band that like formed the year I was born. And so I don't know my existence without them. And that was like the band that like my older cousin Robbie had sent me the Futures album when I was in sixth grade. And it just blew my mind and totally opened my eyes to this world of music that I had no idea existed. And so when they agreed to be on the cover, I was like, oh, we're not just doing what the kids like. Now we're actually reaching an audience I'm a part of. Yeah, that was a really special one. And then the moment that I felt that we were doing something really right was for our five-year anniversary issue, we had Troy and Belisario from Pretty Little Liars on the cover. And this was at the height of Pretty Little Liars just being the biggest thing in the world for teenage girls. And all the other actresses on that show were on different magazine covers that month because it was a new season was coming out. And they were on like Nylon and Cosmo and Teen Vogue and all these. And I was like, oh, so we are now officially comparable with these other magazines because there's four leads on the show and we have one of them on our cover at the same time that all these magazines have the other girls. And it was really cool that she had a lot of offers for what was going to be her magazine cover that month. And she chose us because she had looked at the magazine and like that it wasn't too polished and too overdone and like knew she wouldn't be photoshopped in it and stuff like that. But yeah, that was like a really cool, oh, we're doing something right here moment. Yeah, that's amazing. You had 90 million unique readers. Is that right? Over the course of the eight and a half years, yeah. You were reaching a huge, huge audience. Were you doing that yourself? Were you finding these people's publicists? How did you get in contact with these people? And was it literally just all you and uh, your friend who started it? Were you guys the ones doing all of this work? I did all the booking from the first issue to the last, which was quite a challenge. Um, You know, I had a lot of connections in the Warp Tour world. And so that's what a lot of our first few issues were, just because I knew those publicists. And then once we kind of proved that we were doing something, I was able to like segue that into some other genres. And then we kind of tapped into YouTube world pretty early on. And then when I guess we decided that we wanted to feature actors too, the like transition period was finding musicians who were also actors and then kind of segueing that into a different world. As the magazine got more successful, it became 50% me reaching out to people and 50% people pitching their clients to me because they thought they would fit. And then like just weeding through thousands of emails a day being like, oh, who's this person? They sound like, you know, the kids like them and stuff. That is so amazing. You literally just built this from the ground up. At 17. At 17. Yeah. Yeah. How did you move from that to being on tour? I guess it was like a year-ish into the magazine. We had a musician who just goes by Max now, but his name's Max Schneider on the cover. And that was the first time I had met Max. At some point, we also worked with this band Action Item. And both Action Item and Max were the first two artists to ever take me on tour. You know, I had met them shooting for the magazine and they liked my work and thought that I could do more with them. So those are my first two tours. And then from there... And what year was that? Action item would have been 2014. You're only 26 at the moment, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're only 26 and you've already done all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I haven't slept in a decade until this year, but yeah. <laughs> until COVID happened and you couldn't go yeah. on tour. And you're like, oh shit. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, it's a pretty incredible life. Do you love being on tour, photographing? What's a day like for you on tour? 
I love it. It's like all I've ever wanted to do and all I wanted to get to when I started shooting music. Yeah, it kind of depends on the artist. I don't really do much shooting before late afternoon. So I sleep in pretty late. We have like some rowdy guys in our crew and we'll be up way too late drinking. I know that life. Believe me. Uh, I'm one of those rowdy guys on tour. This is true. I remember there was a time I, multiple times probably, but I remember one time specifically, I came to see you guys, Jess, on Warp Tour. And your tour manager, Kossib, at the time was like, Catherine, just don't fall asleep in the front lounge today. And <laughs> I fell asleep in the front lounge and <laughs> woke up uh. the next morning to Sean Mackin from Yellow Card putting coffee in front of my face and being like, nice to meet you. You look like you need this. Yeah, it was the hangs. It was the rowdy hangs. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> well, we had to keep up, you know, it's such a boys club and just physically yeah. they can handle a lot more liquor than us and it's not fair. Well, Everyone was trying to keep up with my drinking and then I just happened to be the bad influence on you and so right. sorry to your mom and dad that I was the one that had to drag you <laughs> into that culture for... <laughs> Actually, the first time I ever got drunk was with the Somerset. Oh, no. Was it really us that got you drunk for the first and time? And she was 21. Yes. <laughs> she was definitely 21. <laughs> so that makes sense. Dylan Dagan. Late afternoon, are they getting you to take photos of soundcheck and getting ready or behind the scenes stuff, that kind of stuff? Yeah, it kind of depends. Soundcheck, I usually, for the most part, I'm like, you guys do your thing because I am useless here unless it's the first weekend of the tour or we have a special guest or something like that. But has it changed a little bit over the years? And are you doing more video content or do you do video? Uh, I do a bit of video and I do think photo is kind of my strong point still, but I can mix it in when I need to. But yeah, with Case, like when we were in Europe, we were doing these tour vlogs every few days, which was a ton of video work. But then when we got to the US, we kind of reevaluated what we could actually do content wise and what made the most sense. She has a glam team out on tour with her. I would start shooting her like probably an hour or two before set. And then shoot the whole set. And then after shows, we would do full on like glam photo shoots. We kind of figured out that like that's what her audience wants to see at this point in her career. And they're more likely to interact with like a photo of her super dolled up and backstage at a show as opposed to like a 30 second video of her on stage. Wow. Interesting. That is really interesting. Yeah. yeah you kind of find out what the people want. That's- yeah. She became an accidental fashion icon in 2019. And that's just what people wanted to see more from her. So give the people what they want. <laughs> That's the important part. Give the people what they want. Give the Instagrammers what the content that they deserve. <laughs> so you've moved through the scenes a little bit and now you're on tour with Casey Musgraves and Dan and Shay, which are huge country acts, country pop almost a little bit. But uh, what was your moment when you were like, oh shit, I've hit the big time? The, the Casey job was sort of a right place, right time moment. I had known I wanted to like break more into the country world and eventually wanted to like move down to Nashville, which I've since done. But like country music festival happening in London in early 2018. And I had a few artists that I had done some random stuff with playing and basically just like reached out to their teams and was like, hey, I think I might be in London this weekend. If I was there, would you hire me? Both of them said yes. And I basically like booked a flight on points and stayed with a friend out there. Okay, well, I'm getting paid enough for these few shows that essentially pays for my vacation. And then I had met someone who worked at Casey's management company who heard I was going to be out there and reached out and was like, hey, can you shoot her headlining set at this festival this night? And I was a huge fan of her already um, and was super down. And 
And it was about three weeks before Golden Hour came out. And we just really hit it off. And I got the vibe of what she was trying to do pretty quickly. And they invited me to do a couple more shows. And then from those shows, they were like, hey, do you want to go to Europe with us? And then I did that. And then really the big moment was kind of when she won Album of the Year at the Grammys. We were trucking along on a nice steady train ride. And then all of a sudden they threw us in a rocket ship and were like, go fucking wild. Because her life just changed so quickly overnight in the sense of how many people were all of a sudden watching her. And in turn, because I was the one providing all the visuals of her at that time, there was like a lot more people watching me, which was a very weird, but like exciting thing. And within like a week and a half of her winning the Grammys, we did the Houston Rodeo and she rode a horse off stage, then Rolling Stone and Billboard and People and all these huge publications begging to publish my photos. And I was like, y'all wouldn't answer my email three months ago. Wow. <laughs> wow. Isn't and that then, Yeah. So Billboard and Rolling Stone approach you and they ask you for permission to use it. Are you getting some type of compensation for that? Um, Just for people that are not aware of maybe how that works. They did pay me and they should be paying you. Any magazine of that caliber that's like, can we just have it? They have the money and you should ask for it. That's something that's important for people to know. Like Rolling Stone, if they publish a full page photo, they have a set rate for how much that costs. I don't want to say it's non-negotiable because I'm sure there are plenty of photographers who will try. But in general, they're like, hey, if we have a quarter page, this is how much you get. If we're using half a page, this is how much you get. Um, and that's how most magazines of that status are. But yeah, they have the money and the money is budgeted there and they might try and wiggle something out of you, but they have it. <laughs> my entire approach to my career has been if the worst case scenario is just someone saying no, then there's not really a worst case scenario. If the worst thing that can happen is nothing happens, then that's already what's happening if I don't ask. So that's so true. That is like everyone needs to take that on board, that approach. We do as well. Like everyone needs to think that way. I think that's just genius. That really (laughs) is the best approach. I am so not like that. So I feel like I need to take more of that mentality, which is the like, who fucking cares if the answer you get is no? You'd be in the same spot as before, like she said. And at least you know you tried. Yeah, that's so incredible. Dan and Shay released a song with Justin Bieber. So you took the photos for that. That had to be one of those moments for you again in life where you're like, I'm photographing Justin Bieber. Dan and Shay with Justin Bieber. Tell us about that. I mean, Jess, you've known me. You knew me my entire Belieber phase. So like... Oh, for sure. (laughs) I had a cardboard cutout of this boy in my college dorm room. Like... Yep. Yep. um, That's hilarious. I love Dan and Shay. They are truly the best dudes that I've ever worked with. And Dan knows me well enough. He was aware that I was a Justin Bieber fan at some point in my life. I don't think he was aware of the extent until much later. But we were on the road last year and he comes up to me and he's like, hey, before our California shows in a few weeks, you need to fly out to LA with me and Shay for something. And I was like, oh, well, like, is it important? Because like my parents were going to visit that weekend and like it's the whole thing. <laughs> Can you imagine if you said no? Because I got to hang out with, <laughs> with you know. mom and dad. <laughs> and <laughs> God bless him. And Dan was like, oh no, you're going to want to be there. And I was like, you need to tell me what we're doing. And he was like, Catherine, we're filming a music video with Justin Bieber. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I had to like call my parents and be like, hey, you can still visit, but I'm going to need to leave early. And of course they were (laughs) very aware of my Justin Bieber obsession as a youth and were more than happy to like, let me go do that. (laughs) And would be supportive, I'm sure. They're like, oh yeah. How was that first moment when you walked in 
and saw Justin Bieber then being a huge fan. Well, he was wearing pajamas, which he also wore in the video. Like, I think I was immediately just like, oh, this is like a normal 25-year-old. He yeah. may be a superstar, but like he's rolling into this early morning shoot in pajamas just like I wish I was, but I can't because I'm like trying to be professional. But yeah, it was so fun. He's really goofy. Uh, his wife was there. All the wives were in the video and it was the biggest thing I'd ever done. It was really crazy because it was like when me and Ariella started Naked Mag, we were both deep into our Justin Bieber obsessions. And I remember she reminded me of this when this happened. And she was like, do you remember what you said the night we started Naked? And I was like, no. And she was like, you said, if this doesn't give me the opportunity to work with Justin Bieber one day, what's the fucking point? And I shot the cover art for Dan and Shay and Justin a week before we closed Naked for the like final time. No. Yeah, it was like a really full circle moment. I had a lot of goals with the magazine. This one really specific one, check off the box, like a week before we released our last issue. And even though I technically wasn't shooting it for the magazine, like the magazine's what sort of opened those doors to allow that opportunity to happen. Wow, that's incredible. You've photographed so many amazing people. I mean, I can't even begin to list them all, but I did want to bring up one because I'm a huge fan of her is Marin Morris. So you've been working with her for a little while. Like, how is that experience? How did that come about? And also just like, kind of tell me a little bit about it. (laughs) That came about because her longtime tour photographer, Alex Ferrari, just sort of hit a point at the end of 2018 where he was like, I've been on the road for years and I would like to not anymore. So he stepped into, a creative director position with her and they were kind of workshopping like who they wanted to take on tour and Marin basically gave Alex a list of photographers that she liked just from whose work she'd seen and I was on that list and so I did basically like a test weekend with her in the spring of last year and I had only met her once before super briefly when I was doing fill-in weekend with Brothers Osborne and she happened to be in LA and came to the show and so I didn't really know her at all and was hired entirely on my work, which was cool. Yeah, we hit it off really quickly because we're like close to the same age and stuff. And then really bonded when we went to Newport Folk Festival last year with her band, The High Woman, and they were performing with Dolly Parton. And it was just like this super special woman's weekend. And we had the most fun. So you met Dolly Parton too? I didn't meet Dolly Parton. I was not allowed in the room with her, but I did photograph her on stage. That's incredible. Yeah, no, that is. Honestly, that really is. That's great. I honestly, I don't even know if I want to meet Dolly. She's as close to Jesus as I believe in. You try and make sure that you think the person's going to like the photo because you want them to promote it as well, right? Right. And everyone I work with gets like a full Dropbox of however many photos per night. And then I'll usually pick my top 10 and be like, can I post these? I mean, people are critical of themselves and some people see themselves differently than I see them often. But Marin had never killed a photo that I had sent. She, she always agreed with me on the favorites. This is so easy. And then we were out one weekend with Miranda, actually. And I had sent my top picks the first night of the weekend. And she was like, oh, like, I like these ones, but not these ones. And I was like, okay, cool. And then like the second day, it was the same thing. And I was like, damn, I wonder if I'm just off my game this weekend and she's not vibing. And then the third day, she was like, hey, I just want you to know that it has nothing to do with your photos. Like you're an incredible photographer. And I was like, oh, no, no, I'm not taking it personally. Like it's all good, girl. And she goes, it's just I'm trying to hide a baby bump. And I was like, oh, 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 
<laughs> that's hilarious. Well, she really, that you really needed to know that as oh the photographer. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so that's how she told me. And then I guess it was like a month later when she announced it publicly. But I was just like, girl, you got to tell me these things because now I can work around this. Right? Because <laughs> then you're like, oh, that's such a great story. I love that. This is amazing. I'm so happy that we've had you on. I'm so proud of you. You've had an incredible journey through, Thanks, through this Thanks, mom. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Bowie, she calls me mom and actually I call her my daughter. This actually is an, an ongoing oh thing. Oh my so, It's been so. going on for a very long time. I used to like yes. fall asleep on Jess's couch in LA for like weeks at a time. Always. <laughs> and I'd be like, it's fine, daughter. Like you need a place. I wasn't like making enough money to like get a hotel room and sweet Jess would just let me sprawl out in her living room. Crash <laughs> on that couch. It's been a journey. We've It's crazy. We've outlived the One Direction boys. So again, that's something that we have to uh, brag about. <laughs> so we end every show with a quiz. So um, let's just get right into it. It's going to be super hard. You're going to be like, oh my God, why? Why? This is way too hard. <laughs> but um, the first question, the first very hard question, dogs or cats? Dogs. Yeah. Yes, we're girl. Dog, we're dog girls. So we're like, when someone I'm says- I'm fully dog, aware that Jess is a dog girl. <laughs> and Catherine is, like I said, my daughter. So of course, as my daughter, she's going to love dogs. <laughs> All right. Second question, whiskey or vodka? Whiskey. Yeah. And that, I, I want to say again, I feel like I had an influence on you with that when I was in my whiskey you day. You definitely did because, like I said, a lot of my early drinking happened in your dressing rooms. And we always you had You guys whiskey. would always have a bottle of Jameson. Oh, yep. That was it. Bowie, I told See, you this. Because I'm a big Jameson drinker separate because she hasn't drunk whiskey with me I don't me drink whiskey much. as much yeah. anymore. But now I'm a big advocate for Jameson. And we're not sponsored by Jameson, but I'm a, I just, no hangover. So I'm but like, we're yeah. working on it. <laughs> Believe me, we are for sure working on partnership, Catherine. <laughs> we're trying. Oh. And so that's why it's hilarious to hear, like, you know, however many years ago that Jess was a Jameson girl. Oh, I was. I was... I did love Jameson. Man, I'm not even going to try to fight it. I keep trying to be like, but, but no, I was. Uh, so much. I know. So much Jameson was consumed in the years that Catherine has known me. Yeah. Probably too much, honestly. But all right. Next question. Beach or snow? Okay. So I'm actually terrified of the ocean, but I also don't like the snow. <laughs> so. So you're like, this question, can I say none of the this, above? What's the C option? Just inside? Because that's what I would prefer. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're going to go in a, in a concert hall or something. <laughs> yeah. Just like my living room, like watching the snow maybe. But. Uh, that's hilarious. I don't think we've ever actually had a guest say that they didn't like either. So this no. is an interesting one. That's great. Good to know. All right. Next <laughs> question. Would you prefer to shoot a headliner or an opener? The headliner has the better production and the photos are probably going to have a longer life. Shooting an opener is so easy because you only work for like 30 minutes. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think headliner just for all the other perks. At the end of the day, I'm never going to get anything great under fully red lights, especially in a headlining set that's like 90 minutes. If we have full three and a half minutes of red, I might take a bathroom break. <laughs> yeah. Ah. You know which songs to do that for then. Yeah, exactly. No, I was wondering that because I feel like that is the case. It doesn't work well if you've got certain lights on stage. I've seen photographs of even like myself where I'm like, well, like that lighting doesn't work or whatever for photos, yeah. but it looks really yeah. cool on stage, you yeah. know? So totally. Um, so just interesting to hear that from a photographer's perspective. And then last question, what do you have on the right? Do you put stuff on the rider yourself as well? Do you add anything? I wish. I guess like technically for like bus stock, 
I do have an input. You know, all the guys I essentially live with on the bus, Andrew Cook and Justin Richards. And we're a big, big cereal bus. So like Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Honey Nut Cheerios, Lucky Charms, always available. And I'm really big on microwave popcorn. That's like what I always ask for if I have an option. Oh, that's good. That's a good one. Microwave popcorn is great. Because it doesn't go bad. That's true. It doesn't go bad. It's a great snack for any time of the day. Yeah. Most of the buses have microwaves, so it's fine. Yeah, that's true. I don't think I've ever seen a bus without a microwave. That would be unfortunate yeah. if you didn't have one. But if you stop at like a gas stop, you normally also have microwaves. So there yeah. you go. If you need to like pop off the bus, go in. With my, you know, with my so. microwave popcorn. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. When we're on tour, yes, we might be walking no off a bus, which makes us look like, oh, they might be cool, but then we're slumming it. When I walk yeah. off a tour bus into a gas station, I'm always in PJs. I look like yep. I just definitely went through some shit. And then I've got, yeah. yes, something. if I need to use the bathroom, go to the microwave and do something. That's just how I, it goes. Someone on tour. asked me, like, what's the biggest difference between like you at home and you on the road? And I was like, well, on the road, I have absolutely no shame about how I look in public. (laughs) It's so true. Like three in the morning, walking off a bus into a venue so I can use a restroom. I look like a dead person. (laughs) Oh, for sure. You don't give a shit what you look like. First thing in the morning, just in my pajamas, no bra, hood on, walking, just like dragging my suitcase through a venue with credential and a venue security guard looking at me like, fuck you. (laughs) Right? Literally, like we look homeless, honestly, half the time when we walk into a venue. Are homeless if you think it's true, you're homeless living on a bus, I guess. Yeah, we're living in a moving vehicle. Usually, that means you don't have a home. Yeah, that's (laughs) true. Oh, that is so funny. Oh, man. Well, Catherine, this was amazing. I'm so happy that we got to catch up over this little fun podcast interview with you. And we're no, I miss you. You're in Nashville, right? Yeah, I am. We need to come down to Nashville and do a photo shoot. Yes. <gasps> That'll be fun. Let's just do it. Our next photo shoot is going to be with Catherine. Which is really just going to be a drinking session. That's really all <laughs> yeah. it ever is. Yeah. Let's be real. Some of the best photos I've taken of Jess are with a bottle of alcohol in her hand. Oh, well, that is surprised. very true. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Catherine, thank you again for doing this. So for our listeners to find all of your work and your content, do you want to give us maybe like your Instagram, your Twitter, a website, anything that you want to give just so people can look at your work and find you and follow you and see all the amazing work that you have been doing and will keep doing. Yeah, I am just at Catherine Powell on everything. You know, Twitter, Instagram, Venmo, however you're feeling. I've been unemployed for a while. And (laughs) yeah, yeah, on all of the socials, that is what I am. Just my name. Catherine Powell. That's Catherine with a C. Yes. And then we'll obviously, we will be putting that up when we promote this episode. And yes, thank you again for doing this. We love you. I love you, daughter. I will see you soon. Me and Bowie, the next time we see you, hopefully we can do a photo shoot with you. Down. Love it. Awesome. (laughs) Thanks so much. Thanks for having me.